Hi, I'm Carmen LaBerge. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBerge. Happy Memorial Day, and thanks for listening to this special Best of Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. Welcome to another hour of the special Best of Mornings with Carmen on Faith Radio for this Memorial Day Monday. Carmen is off. I'm Paul Perot, her producer, and today we're featuring some of Carmen's favorite conversations from the last few weeks. Remember that all the conversations of Mornings with Carmen are available in podcast form for you to listen to again and share with others. You can find them on the Mornings with Carmen show page at myfaithradio.com or on the Faith Radio app. Speaking of that app, as we head into the summer months and you have travel plans, remember, you can bring Mornings with Carmen with you even as you travel outside our terrestrial radio signals. Just download the Faith Radio app. That way, whether you listen to the live stream of the show or the podcast later, they're readily available to you. Memorial Day weekend is often considered the start of the summer for many families. As I mentioned earlier, Memorial Day started out as Decoration Day in the years following the Civil War in the 1860s. The first official Decoration Day was on May 30th, 1868. It was a one-day national event called for by General John Logan, who at the time led an organization of Northern Civil War veterans. He designated that day for, quote, the purpose of strewing with flowers or otherwise decorating the grave of comrades who died in the defense of their country during the late rebellion. And those bodies now lie in almost every city, village, and hamlet churchyard in the land. While there was a big commemoration that year at Arlington National Cemetery, many states followed suit and even reprised the commemoration in subsequent years. In 1971, the federal government fixed the holiday as the last Monday of May. Today being May 30th, it's the latest that Memorial Day can appear on the calendar. And as we look at the summer ahead of us this year, it is so different from what we were dealing with last year at this time with the pandemic lockdown and so many of our regular summer places camps, amusement parks, festivals and fairs that were closed or canceled. Maybe this led you to a lot of time of reflection and evaluation. Now, after a long year of restrictions, things are opening up. And while you look forward to a lot of the old things you usually enjoy during the summer with your family, maybe you're also thinking that this summer would be a great opportunity for a new adventure, especially one with God at the center. Earlier this month, Carmen talked with regular guest Sheridan Voicey. Now, Sheridan lives in the U.K., and while we had lockdowns, the U.K.'s lockdowns were far more strict. But as their lockdowns have been eased, he got thinking about new adventures, and he shared some of his thoughts with Carmen. And we'll get to that conversation shortly on this Best of Mornings with Carmen on Faith Radio for this Memorial Day Monday.
right, joining me now, Sheridan Voicey. You can find what we're talking about today at SheridanVoicey.com. I highly recommend it because there will probably be parts of this wonderful post that we will miss. Ready for a new adventure? Make sure it has these four things. Sheridan, welcome back. Good morning, Carmen. Okay, I totally now want to visit the park near your house. (laughs) Yeah, it's so cool. You know, um, you know, all of us have had our different responses to the coronavirus and uh, everything that's happened as a result, the lockdowns and everything. Well, here in my local uh, part of Oxford, in my little suburb, um, people have gotten really creative. And so during the first, we've actually had three national lockdowns here. We're just kind of slowly emerging from our third. During the first lockdown, you find that kids were painting, hand painting rocks, and then they were kind of positioning them down in the local park and kind of making this big, long snake that kind of went for yards and yards and yards all around the park. We had little fairy houses with tiny doors and windows and picket fences appear at the base of tree trunks. Uh, A community library was recently set up. But I found the epitome of the creativity that happened during lockdown only a couple of weeks ago when I went for a bit of a walk just a little bit further beyond the park, went into the bushland, and I found this entire hidden playground. Uh, Yeah, you should see this, Carmen. Uh, Ladders made of sticks that kind of, you know, climb your way up to the tree and up to a little lookout so you can look out. There was uh, zip wires. Is that what you call them in the US? In Australia, we call them zip lines. Mm -hmm. Zip lines. Mm -hmm. Okay. There was a zip line made between branches just with a, a bit of pole and a bit of rope around the pole and uh, swings made from, you know, there's um, wooden cable drums that the kind of high level wire is wound around. Well, they kind of undid those and they turned those into uh, kind of the bases for swings. There was a homemade cargo net there that the kids could climb. There was even a suspension bridge between trees. And all of this had been made from a bit of rope and a few nails. Somebody had gotten very, very creative. So it was a wonderful discovery for me to make. Okay, I so love that. I love the creative thought behind it. Um, let me, I will give people one quick little idea and then let's get into your article, How to Have an Adventure, because I thought this was just so delightful. Um, so we, um, this, we did this last fall so that they would have them this, um, this spring. But last fall, we, we snuck over to some friend's house who we knew weren't getting out at all. And we planted a bunch of bulbs in their flower beds. And so much to their surprise and delight, they had tulips and hyacinths this spring that they would not have otherwise had. And it was so great. I mean, we were, you know, like it's hard to be that quiet and dig around in somebody's front yard. Right. And um, but it was so much fun and it was so much fun to sort of um, to to sit around and talk about it and when we would go do it and then to drive by and see if they were sprouting and then to, you know, be in conversation with them and not not give away that it was us. But of course, you know, kids eventually gave it away. But that's good. That's good. So talk with us. I know. I thought you would like that. So let's do number one um, on this list uh, of how to have an adventure. Um, And again, this is all posted at SheridanVoise.com. Sheridan, what's number one on the list? 
Yeah, I mean, so you just you just described a little adventure that you did with those flower bulbs. Absolutely brilliant. And that's kind of what had happened with this family that had bit, built this hidden playground. They had gone and had an adventure. Now, I got taken to the thought of uh, Swiss psychiatrist Paul Tournier. Some people might remember Paul's writings kind of back in the 70s. He was particularly popular, 60s, 70s, 80s. His books have kind of slipped away off the charts. But actually, if you can find an old Paul Tournier book, he was this wonderful, thoughtful Christian physician who was really thoughtful about the soul. And he wrote this book called The Adventure of Living, which is almost a theology of adventure. And he said, a theology of adventure, human beings being made in the image of an adventurous God, therefore, we long to have adventures, whether it's planting bulbs in our friends' gardens or whether it's building those uh, hidden playgrounds. He said it had four qualities then. The first one, it should be personal. So just as you came up with this idea of going and planting the bulbs uh, in the garden, it should reflect something of you because we are made in the image of God and God makes things and does adventures that reflect his own character. All of his character is, re is reflected in the beauty in, uh, of the, the created order around us. Romans 1.20 says that. Um, the very fact that we have an ordered universe suggests to us that God is an ordered individual. He's rational. The very fact that there is beauty and color, that there are a variety of different plants and animals and insects all suggests that there is that kind of variety in God's character. So he says the first thing, if we're going to have an adventure, and gosh, aren't we all ready for an adventure now after the last 12, 13 months that we've had, is come up with something personal, something that reflects your own personality. All right, I have uh, one quick example of that. Um, I have a, a, a daughter-in-law who early on in COVID hand-painted postcards I mean, each one of them is a work of art, and then she uh, sent them to all of us. I know. Oh, I know. There you go. Total That's individuality gorgeous. and just surprise and delight that came through the mail. All right, Sheridan Voicey and I will be right back. We are going to cover items two, three, and four on how to have an adventure. We'll be right back. This is amazing All right, continuing my conversation with Sheridan Voicey this morning. You can read an article about what we are discussing at SheridanVoicey.com. Uh, and this one is entitled, uh, Ready for a New Adventure? Make sure it has these four things. So we have discussed the uh, number one on the list, which is it should be personal, expressing our individuality. Sheridan, what's next? Okay, number two is it should be innovative. So it should bring something fresh into the world, just like your friend who uh, went and hand-painted cards and sent them off to everybody. Not, number one, it was personal, just as the first point we, we were talking about. But number two, it was innovative. It actually brought something fresh, something new. Um, she didn't go out and just buy the cards. She hand-painted them, sent them off to you. Uh, and this is what Tournier uh, was talking about in the sense that, you know, God's abundance, the fact that he doesn't just bring one dog into the world, but a variety of different breeds, that he doesn't bring, you know, one beetle into the world, but we've got hundreds of different forms of beetle, uh, shows that there is so, so much kind of abundance to God's personality. Um, we are made in God's image. And so we can bring forth new things. We can bring forth new inventive ideas, something that is personal, 
Secondly, something that is innovative. It brings some sort of solution to a problem or it simply brings something beautiful into the world because of what we do. I um, I genuinely appreciate that. So it should be individual and it should express your individuality. It should be innovative, bringing something fresh into the world. What's next? Number three is it should be purposeful. And this is a two-barreled thing here. So our adventures should have some sort of goal to them. And you think about it, whether it's, you know, you're going to take up stamp collecting or, um, you know, which doesn't sound very adventurous, by the way, but for those stamp collectors that are listening, they're saying, it's a great adventure. I'm off going and searching the world for this one fine stamp that they only made 500 copies of, all of that. You know, it's a real adventure for those people. Um, but it should be, it should have some sort of purpose behind it. I find that, purposely kind of for me personally with my photography so photography is a hobby for me i, I know find that I'm which much... made, which left me stunned that there wasn't a picture of the hidden garden i mean the hidden playground <laughs> i know I was stunned. okay well there you I, go i had my i had my i had my i did actually take photos of it on my um my phone i had my phone with me but you know the quality don't, i'm a bit don't of a be perfectionist too the... don't de- don't oh, be too, too proud to post the picture <laughs> Oh, all right, I go should, ahead. should take some video, shouldn't I? I know. Um, <laughs> but if I've got a purpose behind my photography, like if I have a, a kind of theme that I'm working on, maybe if I want to work on a book of photography one day, that will give me a little bit more um, kind of purpose behind what I'm doing. But but the, the double-barreled purpose of this is that it should be motivated by love. Our ultimate purpose and what our adventure is about should be love. Why? Because this again goes back to the very image of God that we're made in. Paul Tournier says the instinct of adventure is ultimately an instinct of love. We are Mm. made in the image of God. God is love. We are then to pursue a goal, which ultimately isn't just about us or our benefit. It's for other people's benefit as well, just like you did with your flower bombing of uh, bulbs in that friend's garden, just like your friend did with her you know, hand-painted cards and sending them off to somebody. That's where the real joy, I think, of an adventure comes. Those people who created that um, little hidden playground, they haven't walled it off. They haven't kind of, uh, you know, put a door on it and, you know, a lock. I can wander in there and play on it. Now, I think I'd be a bit too heavy to play on some of these uh, elements there. But, you know, we could, anybody could go in there and enjoy it. And I think that was, you know, one of the delightful aspects of that adventure that that family had had. All right. And then we get to number four on the list, which I think is also uh, essential. It should involve risk, which makes the adventure right. real. Right. If there is no risk to your adventure, if there is no real possibility of failure, is it actually an adventure? So I go out and I take my photos. I may well take out of 30 photos that I take in a day, I might only have one good one. So that's not a really good success rate, but it should be there. Uh, You may have a real God-given dream to start a new ministry venture, and it may fail. It could well fall flat on its face. And yet that is the essence of adventure. There has to be some degree of real risk. Your bulbs may not have planted properly or sprouted properly in your neighbor's garden. Um, Those cards that your friend made um, may actually not have been received very well. They might have said, well, it's not particularly good artwork. Um, There should be some real risk. Otherwise, is it really an adventure in the first place? I just love it. I love this idea. I love this theme. I think it. I think it. Um, 
it sort of capitalizes on the spirit of I want to do things that are kind and, you know, sow kindness into the world. And I want to be a person who sows peace. And it goes a little bit beyond that to satisfy my own desire for adventure and to do something that's a little bit risky and fun and um, will surprise and delight another person. So I appreciated the way that you uh, brought Paul Tournier back uh, into our consciousness. Thank you for uh, reminding us of his good work. And thank you for your good work um, each and every day. We really appreciate your joining us, um, Sheridan. Um, Just love your perspective, love the positive uh, positive reminders that you bring us uh, and inviting us in into the adventures for which we were made. Oh, thank you, Carmen. Um, you know, I truly believe that there is something in what we're talking about here that, that goes to the essence of number one, God's personality. Number two, our humanity. We have been made to move. We have been made to contribute. We've been made to do things that might be as small as sewing a new garment for your daughter or your son. It could be as big as starting a new enterprise that touches people all around the world. And yet we are made in the image of God who takes adventures. So here's to some brand new adventures that are motivated by love and are personal and innovative, purposeful, and uh, involve a bit of risk. Yeah, and just bring us total delight. It's just so fun. So thank you so much as always. That's Sheridan Voicey. You can find him. You can find what he's writing, and you can find what we talked about today at SheridanVoicey.com. We'll be right back. Again, happy Memorial Day Monday. I'm Paul Perot, and thanks for joining us for this Best of Mornings with Carmen on Faith Radio. Carmen will be back here tomorrow with another live show. Hey, a serious question. What traumas and hardships have you dealt with? Another question. How have they impacted your relationships with your family, with friends, with those you work with, with those you serve in your job? How about your relationship with God? Not too many weeks back, Carmen talked with Lecrae. Lecrae is a well-known Christian hip-hop artist who, growing up, dealt with a whole range of traumas. Physical abuse, sexual abuse, addiction, depression. Plus, as an African-American Christian, dealing with racial traumas in the last several years. All these traumas nearly destroyed his faith. Yet, God is a God of redemption and restoration. That's the story that Lecrae tells in his new book, I Am Restored. How I Lost My Religion But Found My Faith. He talked with Carmen about it, and we'll get to that conversation in about five minutes. Now, just so you know, we still have a few copies of that book to give away. So if you'd like to be in the drawing for a copy of I Am Restored by Lecrae, text the word book to 877-933-2484. We'll send you back a little message with a link. Click on the link and enter yourself into the drawing. Again, text the word book and just those four letters, B-O-O-K, to 877-933-2484. Again, Carmen and her guest Lecrae, that conversation when this Best of Mornings with Carmen continues for this Memorial Day Monday on listener-supported Faith Radio.
This is Max Locato. We have the opportunity to offer heartfelt prayers for every person we see. The attendant at the grocery store, the nurse in the doctor's office. You don't have to tell them of your intercessory prayer. When we seek to bless others through prayer, we are blessed. Studies draw causal links between prayer and faith and health and happiness. The act of praying for others has a boomerang effect. It allows us to shift the burden we carry for others to the shoulders of God. Don't grow angry at the church's condition. Pray for her. Don't fret about the future of your family. Pray for them. Assume the posture of prayer. Is there a crisis in your world? Are you called to give hope where hope cannot be found? Is prayer all you have? That's okay. Prayer is all you need. This is Max Locato, and this is how happiness happens. God, I feel dead inside. I feel like suicide. Gone too far to turn back. He said, boy, you telling lies. It's deep inside the trenches of the devil's lair. They say, how you get about? I just said a prayer. Thrilled to be joined today by Lecrae. Not a lot of people in the culture can just go by one name, but uh, but he can. And we've had him on before. It's a joy to have him back. We're going to talk about his brand new project, a book entitled I Am Restored, How I Lost My Religion But Found My Faith. And I want to really encourage you to go to Lecrae, L-E-C-R-A-E dot com backslash restored and listen to Lecrae read chapter one to you for free. So we'll start off um, with that. Go to lecrae.com backslash restored. We're going to talk about the book, I Am Restored. Lecrae, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So I thoroughly enjoyed not just reading the book, but then listening to you read chapter one. When you can hear someone read in their own voice, I do think you hear it you hear it in a way and a little bit more deeply than when you're just re- reading it. So I just wanted to thank you for that. Let me just let you introduce this project um, because you could have just stopped writing with the book that's prior to this, Unashamed. And instead, um, this book sort of demanded it sort of demanded uh, to be written based on your own life experience. So could you just talk about that? Yeah, um, I'm restored. Um how I lost my religion, but found my faith, I think was um, necessary because uh, oftentimes we kind of look at our life after we've ascended the hill and climbed the mountain or, you know, found the Lord um, as like, that's it. And and we walk off into the sunset, not realizing that, you know, um, it's a it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. Life is a marathon, and that there's still more things that come our way. And um, I had reached the pinnacle of you know celebrity and number one albums, Grammy awards, and um, and I had God, but at the same time there was still some internal uh, battles that hadn't been fought, and uh, those things really began to uh, to to challenge me, and so I wanted to address them and help other people through some of the, the wounds and trials that I face. This is, um, this is about as real uh, and direct a conversation uh, in the context of a book uh, that, I've, that I've ever encountered. Um, mm-hmm. And your willingness to talk about the difference between what you know, people were seeing and hearing on the outside or experiencing on, you know, on the outside of Lecrae versus what you were experiencing on the inside um, 
man, that is that's so authentic to everyone's lived experience. Um, your your willingness as a person who would easily be recognized as a celebrity Christian, and then to be able to say, "Hey, that's a that's a challenging." place to live for a lot of reasons, not least of which there's stuff that's not dealt with already. Um, and, and then you're in the public eye. And how do you create the space and, and the liberty to deal with those things that you need to deal with as a Christian who's still, who's still growing and has uh, unresolved trauma when everybody is looking to you as the, hey, that's, you know, that's what my life is supposed to be like when I make it as a celebrity Christian. So I just, I just wanted to make those observations and then allow you to really just share with people um, the reality of melancholy and depression and unresolved trauma um, and the hope that you found on the other side of it. Well, you know, oftentimes circumstances that happen in our past trauma, um, we can think that because we're not thinking about them anymore or having to experience those things that they've somehow dissipated or disappeared when the reality is, you know, those are wounds that continue bleeding unless you take the uh, initiative to find healing for them. And, you know, I let a lot of those wounds just bleed and bleed and bleed throughout my whole life. Unfortunately, you try to find ways to cope. And for me, success was a coping mechanism, um, just be, become more successful. But when I was challenged with um, people not agreeing with me and people not wanting to support me, then I, I had to deal with who, who was I really? And what I was, I'm still willing to stand on my, my convictions and my beliefs when no one uh, supported me. And that was challenging for a kid who grew up with no affirmation, uh, who didn't have their father, who experienced a lot of physical abuse, uh, molestation. Um, I, I didn't have a well to draw from in terms of standing firm in solidarity without the affirmation of other people. And so... Uh, there was a, a lot of identity issues that I wrestled with um, that drove me to a, a, a very dark place, a place of, of uh, deep depression and um, severe anxiety. And, uh, and of course, um, I took it upon myself to self-medicate instead of seeking help, uh, which led to more spiraling down. And so it was a, it was a tough place. Uh, the book is a book that is real, and it is very accessible. It's not exceptionally long. It's very straightforward. The book is I Am Restored, How I Lost My Religion But Found My Faith. Lecrae is the author. I highly recommend you visit uh, his website, lecrae.com backslash restored, and listen to him read chapter one to you for free uh, while you're waiting on your copy to arrive. This is also a book of resounding hope. Um, I was going to turn to the page where you chronicle the conversation with your son where, you know, he comes right out and says to you, you know, that, that he wants to be like you. That's a that's a pretty significant experiential shift that takes place in your life, it seems to me. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was massive uh, because when you have to take the time to reflect on who you are and you have to reconstruct you know, your sense of identity, your faith, your sense of, of purpose and value, it reaps endless rewards. Uh, most of us don't take the time to, to really focus on healing and dealing with ourselves and, and the things in our closet. And, um, and I took the time to do that. And I took the time to, to enter that process of healing and found incomparable restoration. It's not 
overnight. It's not a transactional experience. It's a relational one that, that takes time. Um, but you start to see the fruit of it similar to working out uh, or, or, you know, losing weight. You don't just look in the mirror on Monday and see you're overweight and then all of a sudden on Friday, you, you're the figure that you've always wanted to be. It's like little by little pieces start falling off. And, you know, other people recognize it, but you may not, that you're a different person. And uh, my son was was a definitely a marker, a milestone when him telling me he wanted to be like me. And I'm thinking, wow, you want to be like the me that I am now, not the me that I was when, you know, I had all the accolades and the awards and so on and so forth. You want to be like this whole person that's able to, to navigate life's issues soberly. Yeah. And those are the people who see it, right? The people inside the house. Hey, Lecrae and I are going to continue this conversation in just a moment. The book is I Am Restored. I'm going to recommend you visit his website, lecrae.com, where you can hear him read the first chapter of Restored to you, um, as well as connect with uh, some other great resources and materials. Lecrae and I will be right back. Continuing my conversation with Lecrae, we are talking about his brand new book, I Am Restored, How I Lost My Religion But Found My Faith. Um, Lecrae, I'd love to turn and read, uh, actually have you read, if you've got the book in front of you, I'd love to have you read the first paragraph on page 169. I realize it's very close to the end of the book, um, but I think that in terms of where we arrive in our conversation, when you hear an author read their own work in their own voice, I got to tell you, it draws you in and then you can hear them reading the rest of it to you as you read it yourself. So uh, from page 169, uh, the paragraph that is headed a global viewpoint. Jesus was not American. He didn't come waving an American flag or to set up a regime of patriotic nationalism. He came to introduce a new way of living through his kingdom. We need to understand both Jesus and the scriptures in their context. Context protects us from believing that the Western evangelicalism and our theological tribes have a monopoly on the gospel message. I knew that in my head before, but now I believe it in my heart. I don't have to serve the Western construct of faith or the American church's priority of what it tells me is most important. I don't have to listen to the same people just because they are marked safe by tribal onlookers. Listening to fellow black Christian thinkers and theologians has changed my life, but many of them are often dismissed because we would rather stay in our comfortable categories. So, Lecrae, I wanted to have you um, read that paragraph because we arrive at a place in the, in the conversation of the book where you are helping us see the bigness of the kingdom and the gospel, the size of it, the scope of it, the breadth of it. The book is really intensely personal and deeply intimate in terms of your own lived experience and inviting other people to deal at a very deep and personal level with, you know, with their history, with their stuff. And yet you arrive at a place that was unsurprising to me because I'm aware of your of your activism, um, but might be surprising to other people. There is this outward focus that is developed in the heart of the gospel. And I'd just like for you to reflect on that with people, that there is this deeply personal, intimate restoration that you've experienced. And then that is lived in a very outward gospel interested way. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, it's very difficult, you know, for a fish to know it's wet. And uh, oftentimes we're so drenched in our cultural idealism or, or tribalism that we don't see the vastness of the world, the dry land, the sky, the air, the trees. We just know what we're swimming in. And the Christian faith is, is ancient and it's global. And I think oftentimes we forget that. Um, we've limited it to our Western perspective. And we know what is good and right based off of different individuals that we've set up as gatekeepers. And I, I think that we limit the, the reach and the power and the, the, the immense greatness of, of love uh, that wants to pour itself out from the truth of the scriptures uh, when we keep it confined to our own uh, limited understanding. So who are you um, reading and watching and listening to right now? Because you talk about black theologians, you talk about who has your interest and attention. Who are some of those people? Yeah, well, you know, it's not to say that there's, you know, one group that that has it down. It's to say that let's expand our palate. Let's Hmm. begin to listen to other people outside of kind of those those people that we've collected as solid or or right thinkers. Um, I love uh, Vincent Bantu right now. Um, Mm -hmm. He's got a book called The Multitude of Peoples that's phenomenal. I've enjoyed um, a book that I read uh, called The Lost History of, of Christianity, where you have to navigate Asia and, and you know, the Middle East and Africa, uh, the church history there, because oftentimes we don't realize and recognize that there's a church history that exists in those places that, you know, predates uh, European and Western church history. And so those are some you know, just a couple of people. Um, for current processing and thinking, I love Emerson's Divided by Faith. Um, it's mm. been very helpful uh, to navigate what we're seeing uh, right now. Um, Esau Macaulay's Reading While Black is also another phenomenal book that just challenges uh, uh, perspectives and worldviews. And so those are just a handful of, of thinkers and, and, um, and authors that I, I greatly appreciate and that have challenged a lot of my thinking. And I, I, I hope to continue finding other people to challenge my thought process. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Lecrae, Restoration is, well, your lived experience. The book is I Am Restored. But there's also um, there's also a, a sung and vocalized side to this. Um, Restoration is also an album. Yeah, what we wanted to do is we wanted to make this an all-encompassing ecosystem and experience. And so obviously the book is uh, far more cerebral, but then there's an album that gives you an auditory experience of what you have read. Um, And then, of course, uh, there's a visual called My Road to Restoration that's uh, on YouTube, a four-part series. And I I just wanted people to to be able to absorb the ecosystem. Um, All of them are complementary to each other, so it's not the same information um, in each product. They they complement each other. It's like a meal. Uh, So they're they're pairings um, that are best experienced with one another. And so the album um, obviously will have a greater impact if you've enjoyed the book as well. All right, so that leads me uh, then, that tees me up for one final question. If we were sharing a meal together, where would we be eating and what would you be ordering? Ooh, I love this this restaurant in Atlanta called Marcel. 
it has a wide variety of, of different offerings, but I'm definitely like, a, I'm a meat guy. So, you know, I love a, a good cut of meat and, um, I, I love to go to Marcel with a group of friends and then we just, we just share different people order different cuts and we kind of share it. Um, obviously it's COVID. So it's a little bit different now, uh, that type of experience. Uh, but they also just have this phenomenal bread that uh, they bring out before the meal. And I, I, I don't think I've ever had anything quite as amazing as this bread. It's mesmerizing. So that would be my recommendation. All right. I love it. Um, Lecrae, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for opening your story and your heart and your experience in the book, I Am Restored, for, obviously for continuing to share with us your your immense musical talent. Um, thank you for all the other things that you're doing, um, not only in Atlanta, but across the country in helping us to have the conversations that we need to be having and do the hard work that we need to be doing in terms of, uh, of the racial conversations in the country, um, the justice conversations. I genuinely uh, appreciate each and every one of the ways that you are using the platform that God has given you to really advance his kingdom purposes in this generation. So um, thank you for each and all of that. And um, should should God ever provide the opportunity, I look forward to having Christ be made known in the breaking of the bread together at Marcel. I appreciate that. I look forward right. to it. All thank right. you so much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's Lecrae. You can find him at Lecrae.com. The project is I Am Restored. You can listen to him read chapter one to you there at Lecrae.com. And we'll be right back. So what you here for? Reflect his image and show the world what he cares for. And I know it's all Thanks again for joining us for this Best of Mornings with Carmen LaBurge on Faith Radio for this Memorial Day Monday. I hope you enjoyed the conversation Carmen had with Lecrae. And again, we still have a few copies of the book, I Am Restored, to give away. So to be in the drawing, text the word BOOK to 877-933-2484. Again, 877-933-2484. Remember all the conversations you heard today on this Best of Mornings with Carmen, and really all our show's conversations are available to you online on the Mornings with Carmen show page at MyFaithRadio.com, as well as on the free Faith Radio app. Plus, from both platforms, you can easily share those conversations with friends and relatives. As I mentioned before, with summer travel, remember, wherever you go, you can bring along Carmen, as well as Susie Larson and Bill Arnold, and all of our great Faith Radio shows when you travel with the Faith Radio app. It's free, so whether you listen to the shows on the live stream or in podcast form, they're all available for you when you travel, so that way you don't miss out on any of the great conversations. And remember, too, Mornings with Carmen and Faith Radio are listener-supported. And while we thank God that we will be ending out our fiscal year at the end of June fully funded, we also have many growth opportunities into new communities and new ventures. And we're only able to do that because of your support. 
So if you'd like to make a gift, you can do that at MyFaithRadio.com. One more thought for today, and as we think about today, Memorial Day, and the call to remember, know that the Bible calls us to a lot of remembrances. If you look through the Psalms, there are calls to remember the great deeds of God. The Old Testament festivals were also calls to remember and recall God's gracious deliverance and provision. In the New Testament, we are called repeatedly to remember the sacrifice, the suffering, and death of Jesus. His death and resurrection is what secured our freedom and citizenship in God's kingdom. Along with all your remembrances today, make that one too. Carmen will be back live tomorrow. I'm Paul Perot, her producer, hoping you have a great Memorial Day Monday. And thanks again for listening to Mornings with Carmen here on Faith Radio. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Mornings with Carmen LeBurge from Faith Radio. If you haven't, you can subscribe to automatically receive the podcast through iTunes or the Google Play Music app. That way you never miss an episode. It's also available anytime at MyFaithRadio.com.